Hi, this is Kyle. And this is Rich. Welcome to episode 17 of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week, it's The Burning Suns by Feed the Rhino. Let's get into it. There we go. I did it. You did it. Yeah. Thanks. There is more to do, Kyle. Oh. That's, that's not the whole episode. That's, I've turned that's probably my recording the easiest off. bit, I would say. <laughs> Fine. Um, very short one this week. How are you doing? You alright? Uh, yeah, I'm alright. Uh, I'm trying to think what's happened. Because it's been a full week. I'm still not used to us actually taking a week to it's do been things. a genuine week. A yeah. genuine week. We've had a whole week. Uh yeah, fine. My dad, my dad was here at the weekend. He popped up to see us at the new house, um, which was nice. We went to London on Sunday, which I was. I guess oh. we got in there under the wire. Yeah, there was yeah. a show on at the Palladium, um, mm-hmm. which was like a sort of low key. Uh, apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently Andrew Lloyd Webber owns the Palladium. Um, oh, and <laughs> yeah, and so he's put on. Apparently, he's been very critical of like obviously of the way they're treating the arts. Mm-hmm. but also of like the fact that they're not putting shows on and it's kind of like ruining the West End and lots of theatres might close. Yep. So he put on he put on a show a couple of weeks ago at the Palladium with like 30% of the audience sold out to see if it was mm-hmm. viable. And then they put on another show on Sunday Just Gone, which was just like four West End performers singing this like show from the 90s that's just random like little vignettes, basically little five minute songs. Oh, cool. Yeah, with the sort of, with the orchestra on stage. It wasn't an orchestra. It was like an eight piece band. Yeah. But he put in a few more seats. I think it was probably about 50% full instead of right. 30%. Again, to see if it was viable. And it was good. Like they had, they, it was really obviously strict in terms of queuing. And then they have some amazing heat tracing technology at the door. Mm -hmm. So you've got like the screen and the camera and it like, you know, scans your face and takes your temperature. Yeah. Um, So as as you walk past it, it just tells you how hot you are. How hot you are. And if you're too hot, you're not allowed in. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then everyone, obviously everyone, you have to wear masks for the whole performance. Yeah. But I have never heard an audience so excited for a show like you could tell that that people have been waiting to see people have been missing it yeah yeah so it was the first time i've ever been to a theater show and people cheered because the lights went out (laughs) oh wow like the lights went down and the curtain went up and they like there was literally a minute long applause like they couldn't even start the show because people wouldn't shut up that's like being at a gig yeah oh my god the band's happening yes Metallica um, are really here. Yeah. <laughs> the Palladium. Um, yeah, and then at the end there was obviously like a five-minute standing ovation, and the, like the people on stage didn't know what to do. They kept trying to leave, and then like yeah. we can't leave. They're still clapping. Amazing. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, it was lovely. It was so nice to be back in a theatre, but obviously mm. the, London has literally just gone into extra lockdown by the when we're recording this. So yes, it has. Yeah, I assume there's not much hope on the horizon for theatre. To come back anytime soon. No, unlikely. It's very sad. Very sad. What about you? How have you been? How was your weekend? You had your anniversary on Tuesday. I don't know if we it can talk about that. It was my wedding but... anniversary. Yeah, it my was. first wedding anniversary on oh, Tuesday. Lovely. Um, we both managed to get the day off work, which was nice. Um, so yeah, this week's been a bit strange because I came back to work on Wednesday yesterday, and it's like, oh, tomorrow Friday. What? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's quite nice having a day off in the middle of the week. I might see yeah. if I can do it every week. Do it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we had a really nice day. We made made like a brunch at home. We tried to replicate, like when we went on our honeymoon to Mexico, the yeah. breakfast buffet was just like the fucking 
best thing <laughs> in the world. There was like so much food, it was all amazing. So we tried to replicate that. So we made like um, huevos rancheros, Kyle. Oh, um, calm down. Which is literally just fried eggs on a tortilla. Oh, <laughs> uh, but right. we made like guacamole and refried beans and put some chorizo on it and stuff. And then we made French toast as well. Because why Fucking the hell not? Oh God! Yeah, and then we um, opened a bottle of prosecco that we had. Uh, I think it left over from the actual wedding day. Wow! So we had that with some like juice and stuff. And yeah, it was like a very ridiculously decadent <laughs> day. And then we went out for dinner. Went to the Ginger Pig in Hove. Okay. Did you ever go there? No, I didn't go there. What's that? just a little pub or? No, it's like a. It's it's not fine dining, but it's like a nice restaurant. If you know, okay. what I mean. it's not like yeah. posh, like towered food, like you, like a a jus of olive on top of your <laughs> gram of chicken. It's like yeah, yeah like actual, they do like, an actual meal. <laughs> exactly, it had an actual meal. Um, so yeah, basically the day was just revolved around lots of food. That sounds correct. Yes, it's fantastic. Yeah, so uh, I mean, in between all of your decadent food eating and various other mm-hmm. activities, we've been listening to. An album by Feed the Rhino. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't listening to it whilst eating my decadent food. I you didn't say. just force Bex to listen to it all day on your anniversary. <laughs> How do you know they're not her favourite band? <laughs> I mean, oh, that is true. They could be. Yeah. And then you force the ginger pig to play it over the speakers as well. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Could you put on Feed the Rhino, The Burning Suns? I'm, I'm doing a podcast in a couple of days. So, uh... <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we've been listening to that for a week. You'd heard them for a minute as you walked past the tent, I believe the story was. Yeah. So this is... The, the least we have known a band so far, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'd never heard of them until they, I saw their name. You'd never heard of them. I've never listened to them. <laughs> I was just aware of them and sort of just wanted to listen to them. Yeah. And now we have. But yeah, I just sort of heard them sort of in a tent that I was at a festival that I was at and sort of made a note like, oh, I will check them out one day. Yeah. Eight years later, I have. So well. <laughs> that's that. Perfect. The podcast has done some good. It has, yeah. Amazing. But yeah, it's been pretty. It's been a pretty interesting week. This one because, especially following Paranoid, yes, <laughs> we've gone from you know the founding album and therefore a ton of stories about how every single aspect was made and every single song and and what everything means and what everyone was doing at every single possible moment. Yes. To a band that they they don't even have a Wikipedia page. No. They've got, I think they've got 30,000 fans on Facebook. I think that was their... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got about 7,500 followers on uh, on Spotify currently. Yeah, and now they've split up. So Yeah, they split up about a year ago. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean you can't go listen to them. It just means no, of you course can't not. go see them live. They'd, they'd still get money for album sales if they'd broken up with them. Yeah, I, I yeah. would presume so. Yeah, they're their songs. Yeah. Mm. But... I mean, should we talk about like you said? It's not there's not like a plethora of information about them, but we can we can talk as much as we can. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, it was pretty tricky finding finding yes. stuff about them, um, but we've pieced some bits and bobs together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to start with the lineup of the band, Kyle? Yeah, I certainly do. So you've got uh, Lee Tobin on the vocals. You've got mm-hmm. James Colley and Sam Colley on the guitar. Brothers. I imagine. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> just a strange coincidence, if not. Uh, you've got Chris Kybert on the drums, and you've got Oz Crags on the bass. I've, I mean, I've just got Oz. Do you think that's his first name? I don't know. What would Oz be, Oz be short I, for? Uh, Osmond? Is that a first name? Oz, yeah, I guess it what? could be. What's, wait, no. Ozzy's first name is John, isn't it? John, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's a nice link, though, between Black Sabbath oh, and Feed the Rhino. Well done. We did it. 
well done. We can go home now. Um, no, wait, we are home. And they are fellow Kent people, as as myself. Yes. They're from the town of Maidstone, which is very close to where I grew up. Oh, I see. My formative years. Your form- <laughs> that's that's where we would go out on a weekend. I see. That's where I would sometimes go to the cinema. Yeah, it's it's like 15, 20 minute drive from where my mum lives. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I know Maidstone well. Um, I don't know how old these guys are. I, I wonder. No, again, it's hard to find out, isn't it? We don't even know like anything about them. So yeah, formed in 2010. They formed yes. in 2010. Um, and this album, The Burning Suns, was their second album in mm-hmm. 2012. Yeah. Um, it was released 16th of July 2012. I, I mean, it didn't chart. We know that. Yeah. But I didn't see any sales data either. No, I, I mean, no. No, that's fine. No. <laughs> so they were signed to at at this point. Were they signed to Century or were they signed to In at the Deep End? In at the Deep End. They, they signed to Century uh, in 2013, so after this album came so out. So following this album. So yeah. I think this is... This album I put on the list basically because this would have been the era that I would have walked past them Right, the so they festival. might have been touring this album when you saw them. Yes, or at yeah. least previewing some of the songs maybe. Got you. Okay. And also I think this is considered their best album. Okay. I think you know that their first one definitely helped them really gain some recognition and then with this one two years later um i think people really took notice and i mean like they were quite heavily featured in kerrang i think yeah um at this sort of point so much so that it, at sonosphere kerrang only gave two of the sets at all all weekend five stars and it was slipknot and these guys which is pretty awesome pretty much everything i could find was talking about how you need to see them live. Was was all I uh, saw lots of things saying. Yeah, the way to experience them is on a stage. Yes, which is a bit redundant saying that now, but <laughs> it is. And it's also quite sad knowing that you almost had the chance and yeah, your friends wouldn't let you. Yeah, yeah, because they wanted to get a fucking cornetto or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so they're yeah known for their pretty explosive live shows, and I and I think probably off the back of this album, that's why they then signed to a bigger label because yeah. they seem to sort of prove themselves. But in at the deep end, I mean that's not a bad label for a sort of hardcore band to to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, Gallows started there. Yeah, Architects started at in at the deep end. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Their first album, Nightmares, was was on was in, at the, in at the deep end. Yeah, shit. Yeah, and they, they also did a Suicide Silence um, EP as well, um, okay. and a Silosis, a couple of Silosis EPs. So they they they've got a lot of hardcore bands sort of at the beginning. And yeah. they're obviously a good platform to help those bands launch progress onto because I mean, yeah. although these guys didn't, Gallows and Architects Are and Suicide Silence have obviously gone big. Yeah, very big. And the, their other connection to Gallows is that the basis from Gallows was their manager, Feed the Rhinos oh, manager. I did not know that. Yeah, pro- probably through In at the Deep End, I yeah. guess, um, because they Gallows were one of the first bands that sort of took them under their wing and like they supported them on tours and stuff. And I think, yeah, and then um, Stu from Gallows then ended up managing them. Shit. Well, there you go. Yeah, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So I had quite a lot of sound alikes for this album. Okay. Which some of them will come out song by song. But generally, the things that sort of hit me initially um, were another few bands that I had listened to a lot. Again, back, back when I would have potentially seen these guys i just wondered if you had ever listened to these bands and therefore could make the same connection but um they remind me a lot of a band called across five aprils have you heard of them 
Nope. Okay, so they sound <laughs> very similar to this, like vocal style, very similar riffs, very similar. Okay. The reason I started listening to um, Across Five Aprils was because they had a song called Snape Kills Dumbledore. So I was like, <laughs> gotta listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, they also sound like Every Time I Die quite a bit. Don't know um, them either. Are these hardcore okay. bands? Because I know that you're a bit more into hardcore than I am. Yeah, I guess. So I yeah. guess they would be considered hardcore. I I yeah. think Feed the Rhino would be considered hardcore. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're sort of on the punkier side of metal. Feed the Rhino, I would. I thought. Yeah. Uh, every time I die, are quite cool. They've got a similar vocal style, and they've got that sort of riffage that's sometimes quite bluesy, which Feed the Rhino did a fair bit yeah. in this album. I thought. Um, they also sound a little bit like Comeback Kid who are quite a big punk band as well. So another no from me. Just educating you here. <laughs> you are. I need it. Useless. Yeah. I saw a comeback kid live a few years ago. Yeah. They were... So this is a very weird tangent to take. I don't know why I'm telling you this. Let's do um, it. So you know Parkway Drive, one of my favourite bands. Yes. I have had tickets to see them four times. Right. And I only got to see them on the fourth time. Why? The first three times I had tickets, I either couldn't go or... So the first time they were headlining like a small sort of tour thing, which was like seven bands. So it sort of started mid-afternoon. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. And Comeback Kid were like the last support and then Parkway Drive. Right. And it was when I was at uni and there was something I had to be back for in the morning. Maybe like it was literally like an exam or like something mad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there happened to be a tube strike that night. So I had right. to get a certain train home. <laughs> and I literally was there for all the support acts and then had to leave as they were like, welcome Parkway Drive onto the stage. And I was like, bye. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I got to see Comeback Kid, which is a very pointless segue, uh, very pointless tangent because we're not even talking about Comeback Kid. But I've said it now and it's there forever. Uh, it is. It'll be in the episode. I can guarantee it. So, do you want to do a, a rundown of the track names? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so we've got Flood the System, Nothing Lost, The Burning Suns, I Am the Curse, I Am the Cure, Kings of Grand Delusion, Song of Failure, Razor, Left for Ruins, Fountains, Death of the Swine, Tides, and The Compass. Cool. Yes, those are the songs. Yes. Should we just get straight into them? I think we should. Yeah, is there anything else you want to sort of get into this sort of overall stuff before we get into song by song there's a mild thing but like i said i'll come back to it later on um i or rather i'll bring it up later on i won't come back to it because i've not said it yet (laughs) (laughs) okay you're intriguing me i mean it'll be more pertinent once we've discussed some of the album okay fine are you going to tell me that you uh you didn't listen to it (laughs) yeah you'll know very quickly when i don't know what you're talking about the whole time It'll become very pertinent, sort of one song in that I, I have no <laughs> yeah. idea what this is. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to a different thing. Yeah, in an hour when I've not said a word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so opening track, Flood the System. Yeah. It's pretty, like, big opener. Like, yeah. I like that sort of feedback. Me um, too, always. There's there's another song. Oh, I think Burning Suns starts with that sort of thing as well. And it, mm-hmm. it's clear from those sorts of songs that... Like, that's literally how it would start live. Yeah. Like, you can imagine all that feedback noise as they're walking on stage. Yeah. Especially because it's got, like, the um, the the sort of quiet vocals over the top, like the radio edit, uh, radio effect vocals. Like, you can see that the live show is clearly their focus because they are 
sort of making their album sound like the live rather than yeah. making the live sound like their album. It's just a cool thing to do on an album, I think. I've always enjoyed when it starts like a gig. Uh, and like you say, especially for a band that's so apparently focused on the live experience. Yeah. It, make, it makes sense. Yeah. And then it's quite typical of the album. Okay. There's a, probably a better word for that. But like this song sort of shows you generally what the album, like what the vibe of the album is going to be like with the style of it. Like their riffing is of like pretty much a certain type where they yeah. just use low note, like low single notes and then high sort of like atonal yeah like stabs and and they pretty much just make most of their riffs using that sort of stuff yeah i uh, yeah it's it's sort of they're big on the um like you say the kind of like dead and dead and that sort of thing and then also yeah. like the dun 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 like some weird na 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 yeah and yeah you're right that does that is like a through line for their entire album mm. they do a lot of uh another thing that i like which is i mean the radio effect that you mentioned is a huge player on this album really is across every instrument vocals guitars no matter what you think in drums yeah like yeah. everybody gets a go at the radio effect and they also do something that i've obviously discussed loving which is like they do a lot of sudden stops dun dun bat, they do. and then everything kicks in they all the in time. the song you mean yeah in the middle of the song yeah i mean they do some yeah. sudden ends as well but yeah when it's just like dun 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 like, yeah yeah i'm a big fan of that sort of stuff yeah there's also another thing in it that you're gonna like that the drums are panned correctly for the first they time are. in weeks Woo, and he's a great drummer um he's a he's very a really good, good drummer, drummer yeah. he's a very good drummer yeah. and his drums sound lovely as well the, the like the production on his drum kit is really really nice yeah i was quite surprised at like how decent the production of this sounded mm. because not that they were amateurs but you know they wouldn't have had the production budget that say no. architects or kill switch would have had yeah. but the production sounds really good it does. I don't know. Obviously, like without much information, it's hard to know where it was recorded and who by. But yeah, whoever it was, yeah. did a great job. Yeah, the tone of the guitars on this album, yeah, is really cool. Yes, they do like they So I looked at like the three tabs that I could find for this album. Right. It's mostly in drop C, like completely drop C. Yeah. So C G C F A D F A D. Yeah. Okay. So a step down with the with a C down an extra step. Exactly, yeah. Got so it. that's the same as what Killswitch were in. Killswitch, yeah. But I, I feel like some, like sometimes the guitars in Killswitch either sounded quite warm or like quite like I guess they do a lot more high notes. So they've got like quite a lot of treble in them. Yeah. Whereas in this, because their riffs are so low and like yeah. the fills that they do are so low, like those like bits between bars where it's like do 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 ding ding. Like mm-hmm. they're just single notes and it's all like super low. Everything sounds like really like hangy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, but I I really really like the tone on the guitar. Yeah, me too. And I think um, they seem to be panned left and right. Like the two guys, like yeah. as far as I could tell. And it was they're quite similar tones, but there's just enough between them that you can mm. kind of pick out. You know, if they're playing different parts. But yeah, it is a really nice sort of warm, warm but like kind of fuzzy at the same time. I don't really yeah. know, but it's. It works really well, and I really like it. Yeah. Right up top, how do you feel about Lee's voice? Um, I quite like it uh-huh. in a song. <laughs> I think um, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't vary enough for a whole album. Okay. I think he's, like, I know that's probably very, sim- like, I'm not singling him out. Like, that's a hardcore thing or, like, a punk thing that, because he's sort of doing a, more of a shout than, like, a melodic scream. But I think... It's it's got a great sound to it, but when it's uh, when it's twelve songs of it, it can get like a little bit sort of one note. I mean, it literally is one note. 
like his, that you know he, he's got one pitch that he does that at and yeah i i wish it like i i wish it had more melody sometimes yes i agree with you i mm. the more we go on the more episodes we do i realize how sam from architects has like spoiled that that bracket <laughs> of singer for me if that makes sense i'll tell him yeah i mean please do because like i mean obviously we didn't particularly get on with rao's voice because of the same thing mm-hmm. his like shouting wasn't particularly inspiring but i just i think that just wasn't very good yeah and we just listened to sam yeah. so we knew like the cream of the crop in terms of a screamer yeah. and yeah that like because i i went back and listened to a bit of um all our gods have abandoned us to be like what is it about sam mm-hmm. screaming for 10 songs mm-hmm. that i fell in love with yeah but lee sing screaming for 12 songs that i i just i can't get on with and yeah i, I can't mm-hmm. I, Genuinely, like I think it's because, as you said, Sam uses a full range with that scream. He yeah. does like everything imaginable within that like yeah. context. Whereas Lee on this album, yeah. it like it's just interchangeable. There's no, there's not really many choruses on the album, but like no, where normally a chorus would come in and you'd go up ah, and you'd start doing something, he just sort of mm-hmm. stays the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think what I'm what I'm realizing that. Obviously, I I sort of knew in my head because I was drawn to certain bands, but I didn't know that I I'd, I'd never vocalized it before. Was that melody is something that I'm very drawn to, even in like super super heavy music. Yeah. So when we've got Howard like killing it in Killswitch or Sam on Architects or even like the weird melodies of Mastodon yeah. that aren't necessarily like musically normal, yeah. but they you know it has its melody yeah like white whale holy grail is singable exactly yeah and some of this stuff is like chantable yeah but i yeah i mean there's moments that we'll get to that that do have it and there's moments where the guitar is adding a melody which i really like but there's also moments when i found myself like singing it in a melody just to be like why isn't it like this yeah (laughs) yeah i'm very interested just as a side note to listen to more recent Mastodon because they do really have like the melody on point now and I'm very interested to see what you think when we get to that cool sort of uh, sort of more modern Mastodon well, you now you know that now you've said that that will come up as next week's episode perfect because <laughs> the uh, the spreadsheet is magic always listening knows everything yeah uh, yeah uh, should we jump to nothing lost uh, yeah I just wanted to say the final thing about this was that um, when we talked about Babylon by Skindred, we got a minute and 15 into that album and there was already a massive breakdown. Yeah. And we get exactly a minute and 15 into, into this album and there's a massive breakdown yeah. as well. Yeah. Which I thought was quite funny. Oh, I was going to say, they do a thing on this album that I am a big, big fan of, which is when a song mm. doesn't necessarily end on the correct note. It doesn't end on the one. You know what I mean? It doesn't end yeah, on yeah, like the root yeah. note. It'll be like, yeah. dun, 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 dun. And that's the end of the song. Yeah. I fucking love when yeah. fans do that. Uh, you know, it's always cool to, and they do it quite a few times and it always makes me smile. That's definitely, that's quite a live thing as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Especially if you're then going to yeah. jump straight into another song. You can hang on that note yeah. and then be like, boom, boom, boom. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, it's got like a pretty sort of violent start, like as soon as it begins. This song really reminded me of Gallows. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've n- listened to no, much Gallows. No, I've never really listened to them. Not not properly, no. I think we've got one of their albums on the list. Yeah, there's definitely one on there. They're like, in my head, Gallows are more like punky, more like really fast. Am I making that up? Are they not like that at all? They are punky, but they are... I mean, Frank's voice 
isn't like far off this. It's like mad raspy punk sort of stuff. Okay. But I think he has a bit more of a melody, but I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. Right. And they, no, I mean, they're similar-ish, but they've they've definitely got like a, a different sort of USP. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there's some, some songs that feel more like certain bands um, to me. But yeah, this one this one feels quite gallows. I don't know what it is about it specifically, but okay. it, it feels quite quite like it. Yeah, there's a part, there's bits of this album and this song uh, is the first time I think I noticed it that sound a bit arcane rootsy. Yeah, in that arcane roots do a lot of that like syncopated da dun dun da dun dun like that kind of stuff, like single notes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And there's the second verse of this. Do you know how familiar are you with Blood and Chemistry, the, the Arcane Roots, their second album? Um, that's the one I am familiar with. Okay. Um, it's, so there's the song Believe, uh, the second verse goes into 5-4, and the guitar part is just like a really atonal. Yeah, yeah. And the second verse of this has the exact same, just kind of really scratchy. Does, yeah. That kind of thing. And I was just like, oh, Arcane Roots, but without necessarily the ridiculous time signature nonsense. Yeah, because they're often... I mean, th- these guys, as you say, they're, they're often doing a bit of like, but it's always in a normal time signature. Yes. But then there there are bits in this yeah. where like one bar, will, it'll be like four, 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 and then something weird, yes. and then back to four. Yeah. I've tried to note where most of them happen because they're always fun to count. But you're right. Normally it will just cool. be like an extra one, two, three, four, dun, 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 one, two, three, four, like, a, yeah. you know, and it's always, it's cool yeah. when stuff like that happens. I do really love just weird thrown in here's three notes yeah I wasn't expecting it with, with this band either no so that's pretty fun yeah they I think even just two songs in like you can tell like their breakdowns are are very good yes and again that's you know they are so focused on the live show like these massive atonal breakdowns mm-hmm. are going to be the focal point to these songs for the uh, crowd especially as you say as there isn't like a sort of singable like chorus to a lot of it yeah I think the the huge like riffs in the breakdowns are probably like the bits that you sort of go for maybe yeah I agree but the problem at least the problem I found is that they're all enjoyable but 12 songs of them in a row becomes indistinguishable you know yeah no matter how many times yeah. I've listened to this album I don't think I could be like oh that riff from that song you know what I mean yeah there, there's one in a bit which I will try and do that with okay and hopefully you'll remember it just because I like it and I think it's... I mean, it's very typical of, of the rest, but there's just something about it that I really like. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do agree. Yeah. I completely agree. Like, they're great riffs, don't get me wrong, but just like a whole album of... of like, as cool as yeah. they are in the moment, it's hard to be like... It just sort of becomes Riff City. Yes. Um, I'm just finding some lyrics. Okay. Oh, I've got them up somewhere as well. Because there's a bit which finally has some melody to it in yes. the song. Yes. And it sounds great. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it sounds like overly great because we haven't had it yet. Yeah. Or if it sounds great because it is like really great. <laughs> but when he says, uh, you unleash the fire that burns, you keep, you hide so well. Yeah. Unleash the fire, it's torn, it takes, takes you down, takes you down. That bit's just like, oh, great. But it, like we're at the end of the second song by this point yeah and it's like oh you can clearly do it guys yes come on yeah well i mean this so i'll talk about the thing i was gonna say because it's already come up okay when i was looking them up and i found their their like spotify profile which is like one of the only places we could find info about them Mm -hmm. on their bio uh it says 
Their newest offering, so their 2018 album, mm. their newest offering sound could best be described as gallows meets the southern groove of down and the melodic choruses of alternative greats like Deftones or Alice in Chains. Hmm. And so I listened to some of their new album and there are big choruses in it. Oh. Like big melodic choruses. Interesting. The thing we're literally missing on this album yeah. exists in their later work, at least in their, 2000, in their last album. It goes like dun 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 chorus and he's like singing melody. With his clean voice, oh. yeah, yeah. Because I read that, and I was like, yeah, I, I can see like the the southern like down feel, and yes. I can see the gallows feel for sure. And then it mentioned Deftones, mm. and I was just like, mm, sorry, yeah. no, I, I don't see that. No, in this. me neither. And I wanted to check. I was like, are they? Is this bullshit? Or are they? But yeah, by by at least by their final album, they had started doing choruses. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll check that out. Yeah, it's um, worth a listen. Because yeah, I wonder why they changed. Because you know they've obviously got a sound and with this album it's not like they're the first people doing it like there are other bands that sound like this so i wonder why they decided they needed it maybe it was the new label yeah maybe they thought like right let's try and get you guys a bit more of a a listen and yeah a bit more well-rounded who knows uh should we jump to the next song yes title track the burning sun's title track yeah um, I like the intro to this. The, Me too. A Tom the beat. bass is super high in the mix on this album. That was the last note on my previous song, and I was going to say it. Yeah, it's lovely that yeah. it's so high. Yeah, and as it works yeah. especially well with that duga duga dat, like the Tom. Yeah, big fan. So I wonder because obviously we've been saying with bands like Killswitch, like the the bass was quite low in the mix, or yeah. at least it wasn't doing too much. I wonder. Obviously, it's like it's really high in the mix for this whole album. Yeah, and we were saying, well, maybe that sort of died with grunge. But maybe it's still sort of alive with punk. Like, maybe punk keeps the bass quite high. I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, even, like, things like Alter Bridge, I always feel like their bass isn't quite high enough. Like, it's quite... It's okay, but it's not... You can you can tell that he's doing cool stuff, yeah. but it's not, like, super, like... You can't, like, feel it. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was listening to Super Unknown earlier while I was cooking tea, and... Just listening to Ben Shepherd underneath underneath Chris and Kim, yeah. and he's just fucking and I was like, "Yeah, this, please, more this of is this." What we need. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. I don't know why bands don't do it. It's weird. Yeah, so this this song does that thing that you were talking about. It like really builds in that intro and then just stops dead for like two seconds, yeah. and you're just like, "Oh my god, what's gonna happen?" Yeah. <laughs> Again, the live show. Can you imagine that live? They probably hold yeah. it even longer live. Probably just like yeah, exactly. Make yeah. you wait for it. Yeah. yeah, and I do really like that. Yes. Um, and there's in the sort of chorus in it, mm. it uses gang vocals in yeah. this song, which it does in a few other songs. And even that, because it's different people, there's a slight sort of change in pitch and stuff. And even just hearing like a gang vocal chant sounds like, oh, okay, like there's something a bit more melodic about this, even yeah. though it's literally just people chanting. But yeah, I think, like, I don't dislike his voice. I just think it's very samey yes that's the that's the thing like i like you say i don't mind it in in and of itself but but the 12 mm. songs without very much variation it's sort of great you know mm. like it's it becomes yeah. it gets a point sort of four or five songs in when he's not done anything different yeah. and you're like uh, yes i also can i just say quickly I mean, it's irrelevant entirely but when i first heard this before i read the lyrics i thought they were saying we are fallen angels writing songs and i thought it was the worst lyric i've ever heard in my life and i'm so glad that's not what they're saying no that's not yes thank god what well, he says we are the uh, fallen angels we are the burning suns. yeah isn't he? yeah he says it's the title yeah. yeah it's the title of the track he it's, says it's burning the title of the yeah, song exactly. and the album yeah exactly and i was like writing songs <laughs> fuck off um, I was just going to say, like, 
despite the fact that we're saying that we're not a huge fan of the vocals, I think he's a really interesting lyricist. Yes, so do or I. Or who, whoever it is that writes mm. them. It might not be him. But um, I think they are really interesting in themselves. I don't often know what it is he's actually talking about. No. They're quite difficult to unpackage. But they're as as like a as just a like a thing by themselves, they're really interesting bits of poetry, I think. Yeah, me too. He creates some great images, the thing we always kinda of talk about, you know, even if you're not sure of the yeah. message. Like it yeah. It paints a good picture. Yeah. Also, the drumming in this song does some really weird things. Like there's there's a bit where like the bar is eight beats. Yeah. And he's hitting the ride yeah. on like five and seven yeah. and that's it. Yeah. It's like yeah. When it goes back to the tommy, yeah. It's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah, fucking brilliant. I love it. Because that beat's so good. That's the intro beat, but then it comes back and he goes, How about some ride symbols? Yeah, just rare them ride, but only two of them. Yeah, it's great. This also has um I think it's uh, the grab your hearts bit, wherever that is, towards the end of the song. Yeah, there's like grab a, your hearts, the hopeless hearts. Yeah, there's an octave guitar part over the top, which is kind of a thing they've not done yet, and that was a really nice break. Like there's one guitar playing a dun dun, and he's like na 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 like yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, because that's so. Those are the moments where I started singing the lyrics in the same melody as the octave yes. guitar, and I'm like, oh, the, well, this sounds really yeah. good. <laughs> I should be the singer for Feed the Rat. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, hang on! I just need to decipher what I've written. Uh, I've just—I've asked a question to you, but I don't actually know what I'm referring to. Oh yeah, no, I get—I remember. So this song ends, but then there's still like a minute of yes. noise and and soundscape and stuff. Mm-hmm. Does that annoy you? Do those sorts of outros annoy you? They do mildly, yeah. Yeah, I think I mostly do. There's there's a Rage Against the Machine song that has a bit like this in it as well, where I can't remember it is. It's on the first album. And it sort of stops, and then there's like a down, 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 down. There's like a weird clean part on the Rage album. Yeah, on the first Rage Against the Machine album, the self-titled one. Yeah, the self-titled one. Yeah, give me a second. Pause the podcast. Beep. Well, I'll t- I'll tell you an example of one that I don't like. There's so one of my favourite Parkway songs is right. called Romance Is Dead. Yeah, and it's a fucking killer song, but it's got almost two minutes of just like. Just like right. at the end, and it's so annoying. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to skip this. Like, especially when it used to be like you all about like the play count on your your like MP3 players. Like, I can't <laughs> skip it because then it won't count as a play. But like, when you're listening to a playlist or, or whatever, it's just like the the song's over. It's like, why have I now got two minutes of this? Yeah, and the thing the thing <laughs> I normally think about is that like. It's quite a nice piece of music, so why isn't it just its own song? Like it's like a waste of yeah. a nice piece of music. Yeah. To like just put it at the end of a to like just fade it out for a minute at the end of another song. Yeah. But I always kinda of think, Oh, that should have been something of its own. Yeah. But I guess again it could relate to their live show. Yeah. Because that would happen like as they go like leave stage and come back on stage or, or something. True. So, you know, I think what we're realising is that a lot of this is stage first. Recording, recording second. second yeah so i'm just just before we continue i'm just gonna have to find this rage song give me just a second because it's it's on the brain now please do rage on the brain welcome to rage on the brain it's not that uh it's definitely not that is it this could be this one guys no it's fucking not it's not it's not that one sorry sorry everyone he's nodding his head it's um 
he's found it. It's at four minutes 20 in Take the Power Back. Got to take the power back. Yeah. Okay. And it's it just lasts for like 50 seconds. Well, I'm going to have to find it. I'm going to find it now. Yeah, sure. Of course you will. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know that bit? Like the really clean melodic... Well, it's sort of like... I mean, it's, yeah. it's nice, but I just think... You should have saved that for Chris Cornell. That could have been an audio slave song. But then that's when he's going like, no more lies. Yeah. And then it goes... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree that the outro is great after that, but I always just think like... Yeah. Not much is happening here. I oh, see. I've I've never thought about that as an outro. I've just thought about that as like a an interlude, sort of post-chorus interlude that, that then goes into like a breakdowny bit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, again, just me. But I do look. I mean, obviously, the riff after it is fucking brilliant. He's <laughs> like screaming his fucking tits off. So good. Anyway, uh, the next song. And then we go on to the next song, Bomb Track. <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish. Oh, let's listen to Rage. One day we'll get to that. Come album on. Cow. So I am the cook. Co- I am the, the cook. Curse. I am the cure. <laughs> yes. I am the cook. <laughs> so the intro to this kept making me think I was listening to Buried Alive by Alter Bridge. Yes, I've said it sounds like Alter Bridge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, like, every time it came on, I was like, Buried Alive? And then it doesn't happen. Yeah. Also quite Mastodon-y because it does like a lot of high ringing and stuff. Yes. Uh, this is actually the song um, that I was going to reference a specific riff. Go on then. It's the bit. I'm just going to find... I don't actually know whereabouts in the song it is. I have... There's, so, a, there's a riff I've uh, tried to describe to myself for future use. It's so. over It's over a bit that it says pointless. Um, but I've only, for some reason, written down one word of lyric. <laughs> um, oh, so, so he said... It's like six or seven lines in, but that could mean anything. Um, he says, pointless, the wasted minutes of a lifetime. Selfish, I pick these scars because they're all mine. Um, right. It's the riff where he's like, um, yeah, it's just like it's literally two notes, but it's really cool. It is cool. There's lots of great riffs in this song. It's like it's yeah. fucking sweet. Yeah, the one I've singled out is um, towards the end. It's something like it's sort of like 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 kind of eighth notes, yeah. and it's going down, yeah. and then there's like syncopated stabs on the drums and the guitar's going like fucking it's fucking brilliant that riff yeah that's quite new metal isn't it like yeah yeah it sounds fucking cool does sound good doesn't it yes this is the point where i was like i quite like the lyrics but i don't really know what we're talking about yes again yeah i mean this this song's sort of fine it's got some good stuff it's not one that like jumps out to me necessarily which I think maybe a lot of them don't necessarily jump out, like as we've said. Yeah. But some of them do for various reasons. But this isn't one of them. Okay. For me. This is for me. Okay. This is the first one of the first four. This is one that like jumps out to me. <laughs> well, so. I don't think we're getting any <laughs> many similar picks this week. Then, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, you're Excellent. picking the first three songs, Richard. Should no. <laughs> Um, should we go on to Kings of Grand Delusion? Yes, let's. So the intro in this is weird because yeah. it sounds like really badly recorded, like awful distortion. Yes. Like it sounds like a broken amp, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Which obviously it's not because it's badly done. It's just the the sound that they've gone for. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting. How yeah. would they do that? Literally just by using a terrible cheap amp? Or? I mean, yeah, you could either use a terrible cheap amp. You could either spend a while dialing in the worst tone you can possibly find on your amp. Just 
put the gain like way up, way up, and, stuff. and scoop like disappear everything else. Or you could just do it with an EQ afterwards. You know, get get a good sound right. and then EQ it. I uh, I'm a big fan of it though. I I quite like when guitars sound rubbish. You know what I mean? Not rubbish, yeah. but like yeah. like cheap amps. I love because obviously you've got to mm-hmm. love like a Metallica, like Mesa Boogie, you know, crunch tone of death, or like Dimebag Daryl, you know, wall of sound. But I'm also mm. a big fan of just really cheap sounding guitars tell you what here's a quick tangent for you yes it's got nothing to do with anything there was uh i used to read total guitar i thought you were going to ask me what my favorite amp was (laughs) i am how did you know (laughs) what's your favorite amp um no there's i used to read total guitar quite a lot Mm -hmm. and there was just they did an issue once that was like the 100 best guitar solos of all time um right can you guess what number one was they we're back to this game. Sweet child of mine. No, that's a great shout, though. Oh. No, it was. Uh... Oh no! Th- th- give me another shout. No, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I love these games. We play these games all the uh, time. You tell me the band. I'll tell you the song. Led Zeppelin. Oh, Stairway to Heaven. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Can Fine. you guess what number two was? <laughs> Here we go. It's not Sweet Child of Mine. No. Okay. Um, best solos ever. <laughs> Oof. I really don't know. Okay. Uh, what band? Van Halen. Oh, Eruption. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. If, well, I guess it is a solo. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's like literally the, the most solo of solos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, we can end the game there, but I remember what three and four were as well. If you want to keep playing, uh, tell me the bands because I'm seemingly quite good at finding the songs. Okay, so three was Guns and Roses. Is it Sweet Child of Mine? It is not Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake! Um, it would be what other Guns and Roses? Uh, no, uh, November Rain. <laughs> no. Oh, I don't know. What is it? Welcome you, to the Jungle. You were close a second ago. Oh, Paradise City. Yes, the outro song <laughs> to Paradise City. Which I is talk, took myself out you of Paradise did, yeah. City. That's the fucking best one. Um, yeah. And then number four is the Eagles. Hotel California. Yes. Great solo. Great solo. What a solo. Yeah. I think maybe my my, my number one would maybe be uh, Hotel California. Yeah. Because it's so good. Anyway, that's a, a nice fun round of Guess the Solo. But that wasn't even what I was talking about. Fuck, I've gotten off point. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You've gone off tangent from a tangent. Yeah, I've double tangented. We can't Shit. even see the original line anymore. Yeah, Christ, what are we doing? <laughs> um, no, I was talking about because part of the article was then the five worst guitar solos of all time. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, and I think their number, I don't think it was number one, but it might have been like number two or three, was the Californication solo. <laughs> and their, right. their, their reasoning was that it sounded like it was recorded on a cheap amp. That was their only reasoning. It wasn't to do with the notes that he played or anything. It That's literally bullshit. just said, this sounds like it was recorded on a cheap amp. And that was it. And I was like, fuck you. Wow. Yeah. That's awful. I know. What if, what if a band who had no money created the best song you've ever, ever heard? Exactly. You're going to say it's the worst solo in the world because it's done with no money? Exactly. Horseshit. Bullshit. What band, what album was, uh, sorry, what magazine was this? Total Guitar. Oh, sounds like something NME would say. <laughs> it does. It really does. Uh, what else was on the worst solos of all time? Do you remember? Uh, I remember... No, I, all I remember... The, the only other one I can remember is that Doesn't Remind Me by Audio Slave was on there, which is a Tom Morello solo. Was on the best or worst? Worst. Oh. I think it was the fifth worst guitar solo of all time, according to them. I mean, he, he does do some weird solos. He does, but this is one of his normal solos. This is one of his, like, shred solos. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's, I, I'm a big fan of the solo. I think it's fucking great. It's just shredding. Good stuff. We've... I would say we've talked 50-50 Read the Rhino versus other bands. Yeah, so have I. We are way off course. I'm very sorry. Uh, we are, okay. Back Kings, to... Kings of Grand Delusion. 
Kings of Grand Illusion. Yes. Um, super bluesy riffs in this song. Yeah. Which again, like we've we've mentioned before, um, I really like the jumpy riff over the top of the Grand Illusion. The Grand Illusion, Grand Illusion. Like yeah. it's just like ding 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 ding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know yeah. what you mean. Super yeah. sweet. This also has um, our, the thing we love where there's a snare on every beat. That finally, that's like a new feature of the album. Yes. Big fan. Yeah. And they do that quite a bit from this point. They yeah. do. But then it becomes that weird reggae bit. You know the bit after that? When it goes dun, 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 With the yeah, hi-hats and the chopped guitar. And then like the heaviest riff you've yeah. ever heard. And then back to some quick yeah. reggae. Dun, ba, da. Very strange. Unexpected. Yeah, it is. So the the riff that it sort of builds to at the end, yes, it, it builds 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 to it, and I really don't like. So it's like a four chord riff, yeah. And I think I think it's a cool thing, but I really think the fourth chord is just wrong. <laughs> I, I don't think it works, and I don't know what it is. So it go like builds to this thing, so like boom but then from there i feel like it should go down but it goes boom 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 yeah it goes really high and it just doesn't is it going like is it that i think it should go down but it goes an octave higher so it's technically the same note but it's just an octave higher i'm not sure actually to the spotify but then that said so that that bit i don't like but then the next time it does it it's got that lead bit over the yes, top I do which love is the... fucking brilliant yeah yeah it's just so nice it just adds a, like another texture like like the octaves yeah you know what i mean it's like a exactly completely, yeah it's not just two guitars going exactly it creates like a weird like harmony even if it's atonal it's like yeah. a sort of anti-harmony yeah but it's like it's something it's just a nice texture it's a nice like yeah it's it's texture. Of song. that's what it is exactly that's different yeah. to just some big chugging on c yeah there you go um Song of Failure? Um, yeah, I just wanted to read out some lyrics from uh, Kings of Grand Illusion. Well, you Sorry. fucking can't. I've moved on, Richard. <laughs> um, I just think, like, again, it's like, I don't know what he's talking about, but I think it just sounds like really good poetry. Yeah. So I thought I'd read it out. Ah, oh, Richard's Poetry Corner. <laughs> Richard's Poetry Corner. He says, At first we were left for dead, that place where we lost our breath. In time this became our home, shoveled dust till we sat on thrones. Built from dirt. Oh, I think that's just like a really nice it thing. Is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he's alluding to. No, but... it's a nice bleak poem. Yeah, really is. Okay, song of failure. Go. Starts with a snare on every beat. Ba 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 ba. And then he does like it. it starts like that, and then he does like <laughs> he, he does like a bloody Brandela fill, doesn't he? Stop. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah, kill. that is. A cool start. It is. It is. He's such a good yeah. guy. God, he's such a good Um I like yeah, the... Um, I think, oh, sorry, you go. No, I wasn't saying anything. What do you like? <laughs> I love that both of us start sentences when we don't know what we're going to say. And we're just <laughs> yeah. like, I hope this goes somewhere. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I hope he interrupts me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, classic. No, I just love that the um, the riff in this song is like eight, is like two full bars long. You know, mm. it like starts high. It's like, dun, dun, and then dun, 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 and then it goes really low. Yeah. Two bars, two bars, and then a four bar. Dun, 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 back to the top. Yeah, I like that. I love that. It's quite cool. You don't hear that very often. Yeah, because then that means that you get like a nice long passage, like a long verse or whatever, but you've actually only heard the riff twice rather than four times. Yes. So you're not like sick of something. You're just like, oh, wow, that was cool. And I only heard it twice. 
Yeah, I like I like it when bands do that. Yeah, me too. Exactly. To be mean, I I do feel like one of the great joys about that sort of riff is that it offers a really nice idea for like melodic things to do. It does because you can do like something, something, and then something different for the low bit, and then repeat. Mm-hmm. And it's it's mildly wasted in this song to be mean. But yeah, well, it is a song of failure, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe they were being very self-referential yeah, when they named fuck, it that. It's such a meta song. Yeah. Um, maybe this should be called Chew the Meta. Uh... Where each week we review metal podcasts. Okay. Keen. No. Each week we review our own episodes. <laughs> well, when we so recorded... instead of... Yeah. We'll record a hundred no, episodes. No, one that doesn't exist. One that so instead of oh, this see. week, instead of talking about Feed the Rhino, we talk about the idea of us talking about Feed the Rhino. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. <laughs> I'll talk about that everything is, you said about Feed the Rhino, and you talk about that everything is I said. The meta. All right, that's our next podcast coming soon. Perfect. So this song has a really interesting thing uh-huh. that I listened to this this album probably seven times this week, yeah. seven or eight times, I reckon. And only on my final listen last night when I was writing my specific song notes yeah. and doing lyrics and stuff, there there was a riff that I heard that was just on the left ear mm-hmm. that's really cool yeah. about two thirds of the way through the song. Uh-huh. And I I felt like I'd never heard it you before. Never- <laughs> I love that and riff. I was like, oh, this, is, this is great. Where's yeah. this riff come from? <laughs> like it must be at a certain point in the album that always comes at a certain point like it's for instance, if I start the album when I leave for work in the morning, yeah. this song must come at a point where I'm like getting out my car or yeah. something like that, so that I just miss that every single time or something. Fuck. I don't know. Yeah, it's a great because it goes Weird. to just like drums like on the hi hat, like a hi hat beat, and the left ear is just going like digga digga digga. Completely isolated. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking It's a really great. cool long, it long, is a, long riff. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And then there's a sort of a solo in this song. There is. It, I mean, it's sort of just over the top of the chance. Yeah. Like, like repeating, but it, I mean, it's a high riff, which mm-hmm. we don't get much. So yeah, I'm, I'm counting it as a solo. Yes, well done, number one. Well, well done, them. Well done. Um, Feed the rhino. Okay, well, you thought this this album was on one level, Kyle. You did. Then we get to the song Razor. Okay, I'm going to ask and you right they now. Mess things around. Yes. You at this point, you have quite a firm grasp on my potential tastes and preferences. I do. Uh, how do you think I feel about Razor? Oh god. <laughs> I I think you really like it. Correct. Yeah. Because I really like it and yes. I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. This must um, actually be called Rich is always right featuring Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean obviously it stands out because it's completely, completely different. different. Yes. But it also stands out because it's a really well put together song it is and his voice is fucking great it's beautiful isn't it yeah he sounds like I don't know if this is going to ruin the whole podcast but he sounds like Chris Martin to me ah <laughs> cancelled <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Coldplay fan no I mean I mean I'm not much of a Coldplay fan but I just I just mean mm. like in, in the most literal sense his voice sounds a bit like Chris Martin's voice yeah fair enough Th- this song actually from, so this reminds you of Chris Martin it sort of reminds me of Stone Sour oh okay yeah, something like Bother, I guess. Or, yeah, 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 because that's one of the two songs I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that he sounds anything like Corey, no. but um, the the guitar tone and stuff in it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's 
I mean, it's a pretty depressing song. Oh, it is, yeah. That's for sure. No. There was one point I was listening to this in the kitchen at home over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and I specifically put this one song on whilst I was cooking. And then I got like really annoyed with something. I think I dropped something or made a mess or something. I got like, I shouted or something. And yeah. Bex came in to help me. And she was like, well, no wonder you're in a bad mood. Listen to this <laughs> music. It's, like, it's so depressing. He's just singing the word razor over and over. Yeah. Oh, great. But yeah, it's really good. It is really good. It's lovely. There's something about like, the six eight feel for like moodiness, mm. like the one two three four. Like for some reason, that's really moody. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. I don't know why, but yeah, I love it. I think I think it's great. The the guitar parts are really nice. There's like the picked arpeggios and the strums in one ear. You know, it's it's lovely. Yeah. It's such a nice. And break the bass as well. is really like in that chorus. The bass is so high in the in the mix. Yeah, it really is. It's like yeah. super low, like in terms of notes, but like, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's just like really like churning in there. It's mm. really good. Yeah, it's uh yeah, I really like that song. And it made me made me like really wish that they used clean vocals in like the odd chorus yeah. or like the odd verse or, or something. Yes. I just thought they could like mix it up because you think about like Killswitch, you think about Alexis on Fire. Yeah. How those bands like Alexis on Fire, their screaming vocalist is like like a hardcore screamer, yeah. like shouter. Mm-hmm. It's not like melodic screaming like Sam. Yeah. It's you know, he's doing a similar scream to this, but then you've got Dallas underneath that, absolutely elevating it. Exactly. Just one of the best voices ever. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I agree. And like, considering at this point, on my very first listen, I was a bit like, after six songs of no real melody, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Jesus Christ. And then that came yeah. in and I was like, what? Like, why isn't he doing yeah. this more? He's so capable yeah. of it. It's yeah. a huge surprise, this song. It is, and I love it. Uh, should we go to the next song? Yes, Left for Ruins. Yes. Nice uh, nice radio effects again. I mean, I get just so much. Every, like, oh, I love it. I really do love that song. Yeah. Even when it's used yeah. this much, I still love it. Yeah. Uh, so this song reminded me of a bit of Lower Than Atlantis. Have you heard the I you know. To them? Again, know the name, never listened. Very sorry. They're sort of, I think they were like Scottish, like, rocky like post hardcore stuff but like the chorus riffs like the chorus chords in this just remind me of them and again so I like because it's quite a different like it's just like four chords in the chorus like yeah dun 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 like in my head again I was just singing a melody rather yeah. than <laughs> as you would rather than the, the chanting yeah exactly yes. yeah this might be the first song that has Maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention prior, but like a double bass. (laughs) There's a riff in this. Um, It's got like a double bass pedal. There's a riff to start. Yeah, I hadn't noticed much. Like dun 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 dun, and he's going like dun 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 with his feet. I mean, it might just be one foot. He might just be very good with one foot. But yeah, yeah, like it. And I was like, oh, he does have a double bass, seemingly. But yeah, yeah, I sort of expected there to be more of that. Yeah, I guess I did as well. Um, And I don't remember it Mm. coming back after this song either. So. Maybe it is just one foot. No. Maybe he's just really particularly yeah. good at the old. Dun, 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 dun. But it's cool. Maybe he is. Dun, 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 dun. Hey. <laughs> um, okay. Should we? Uh, should we plow through the rest of the album, Kyle? I reckon we probably should. Um, fountains. Yes. Lovely snare rolls. We know we love it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And I, so I love it in those types of snare rolls where like just the occasional random note is just like a really hard hit. Yeah. Me too. Just like, like yeah. it just yeah. That, I mean, that's the that's the Bran thing, isn't it? That's like Bran's entire yeah. fucking aesthetic. Yeah, that's it's just So yeah, good. That is true. What a guy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fine song. It doesn't do a huge amount that's different from 
pretty much the majority of the album. It does have like a clean vocal bridge, which is nice. Yes, it is nice. Yeah, this has got um, nice to hear. some really good stop. There's a bit sort of like two thirds of the way through where it's like there's loads of them stops that I love. It's like dun dun dun, mm-hmm. dun 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 dun. Like there's like lots of little ah yeah. fucking it's fucking great. And then yeah. yeah, then you get to the sung section. It's just really nice. I mean, it's a nice change to hear him sing in the middle of one of these songs. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, Death of the Swine. Strange name. Yeah. It, this song feels like quite political. Yeah. Like it feels like it's about, I don't know, like a a leader or I don't know who it's about, but it's it's one that you can sort of like get the message from a lot easier than some of the other songs. Yeah, but I couldn't tell if he's like, it sounds like he's on the side of the swine or am I just misreading it? Oh, I didn't think so. Maybe Let me just quickly have a look. I'm again. not sure. I'm just thinking... No, ignore me. There's a line in there that I totally missed the last time I read the lyrics to this. And I thought, Mm. I think without that line, it reads as like, it could just be the story of someone who was like misunderstood. But I've just read the line, he was the worst in all of us, which is definitely not positive. Yep. No, I don't (laughs) think that he's on the same side as that. Yeah, I think I missed missed that line. Because the rest of it, it sounds a bit like, you know, uh, hated by so many, yet known by so few. It was a mix of life and fiction. Uh, you know, I thought maybe yeah. it was like talking about someone who died in a, you know, without their getting the recognition they deserved. But, right. But I guess not. I guess not. No. Uh, this has got quite an arcane roots feel, this song, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. Because it does a lot more, like, instead of just, like, going up to one note, it, it's quite, like, all over the place. Like, the boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of odd time as well. Yeah. Yeah. The riff is like four and then five. Like every second one has that like like that weird just odd one extra beat. And it's cool. I mean it's quite fast as well, this one. It's not like a fast song, but the riff at the start is quite fast. It's like in eight notes. It's also like a really short song as well. It's like two and a half minutes. Yeah. Um I I wrote in my album that this song works really well because it's super hard hitting. And it's the shortest song on the album. Yes. It just runs up, punches you in the stomach, and then it's gone. <laughs> Good description, Rich. Whereas some of them sort of just like keep trying to get like a few extra in. It's just yeah. like, all right, I've, yeah. I've, when, you've hit me. Yeah. <laughs> Three breakdowns in, you're like, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but then Tides is a nice change of pace it again. fucking is. Big fan. And this is one of the ones they released as a single. Oh, okay. They released The Burning Suns and Tides. They did videos for both of them as well, which I watched this week. Well da, da, da. played. Someone's on the game. Yeah. Woohoo. What were they like? The, the video for The Burning Suns was just like black and white performance stuff cut out and put on like pop arty black and red like illustration backgrounds. Okay. Quite cool. Um, and then the video for tides is very cool it's like a narrative thing with him sort of in a caravan looking at photos singing mm-hmm. um and but then also with the band like holding a torch walking through a forest and then it like sort of culminates at the end and um the caravan gets uh burned i think no oh. can't remember yeah it's pretty like interesting like the the fact that this song is like quite a slow burner like the video went really well with it yeah yeah it's yeah it's a great i really do really like this song it's like piano for pretty much most of it yeah because like razor didn't feel like a ballad no but this one actually does feel like a ballad it does it? yeah for the most and part maybe it is that piano isn't it yeah yeah i think so i'm pretty sure the piano has a radio effect on it as well like they fucking love yeah. 
like <laughs> fucking course. radio effect and everything. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. There's also that like mild odd time piano bit between the two verses. The piano plays like a bar of three and then a bar of four. It's got that weird Ooh. like da 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 and then back to three. It's fucking cool. Um, it's what the riff plays nice. later on because the last Jordan verse. Jordan Rudess. I know. Get out of here. Yeah, and then his yeah. trumpet solo. Honk, 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 honk. Of course, of course. Ah, oh, Jordan. This, so this gets like quite like post-metally, like a bit of like mogwai, like shoegazy it stuff goes towards the end, doesn't it? The end. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And so there's like, obviously there's melodies because it's clean vocals. Yes. Before it kicks off. Mm. But then there's, there's a, in the bit where, it, where he's saying like, not your saviours, there's almost a vocal harmony, Kyle. There is. Almost. It's madness. Almost. Never heard anything in, like it. Yeah. Got a little melody, a little harmony. Lovely. Oh, trying something new. Uh, okay, final song, The Compass. Final song. To what the album has been doing, really. Yes, it does. And it feels a bit to me um, like the end of Nightmare by Avenged Sevenfold, in the way that Fiction should have finished the album and the, the final track was good but shouldn't have been there. Uh, this is the same thing to me. I could not agree more. Thumbs up. Tides would have been such a big ender yeah because because the song actually does go back into that that note of hardcore vocals and stuff yeah so it's not like you're ending with something that's not like you yeah like yeah i just i think that would have been such a stronger end to the album me too like this one just sort of feels like yeah it's fine but it just feels like just another song yeah because it sounds like you've just had this album closer but then they just chuck another one on be like oh well this one's not doing anything new yeah (laughs) the end but it's just like could be seventh could be third yeah. like whatever could open yeah. the album yeah absolutely yeah. yeah this this does have one new one new thing happens in the very last song rich which is the mm. um there is a fast drum beat that is quicker than four four <laughs> this song oh. finally has him going dun, ba, dun, ba, dun, ba, dun, ba, dun. that's the only time he does it on the whole album oh yeah yeah and that's it okay yeah so that's it but Fine. you're right but that doesn't make it enough to end the album no it doesn't it's just like oh my god a double time drum beat <laughs> what's going on <laughs> okay so Kyle, does it make your Hall of Fame? It does not make my Hall of Fame, Richard. Mm. Which is... Oh no, I keep forgetting about Lordy. I was going to say it's the first time in a while, but Lordy obviously took a big shit in the middle of our winning streak. <laughs> in a, yeah, in our lovely meal, four-course meal, Lordy yeah. just came and shat on the table. We were on the kill switch, thin Lizzy, skindred, you know, high. Then Black Sabbath. And a Black Sabbath, exactly. And right in the middle, fucking... Oh. Yeah. But... um. But no, sorry. So to get back to my point, this is not going in my Hall of mm. Fame, no. Like, it's it's just, there's not enough variation for me, is the best way to mm. put it. Yeah, I think if there was more melody to the songs, you know, maybe maybe I'd be talking differently. Maybe if every song had a big melodic chorus or every other song had a big melodic chorus, maybe I would have found yeah. more to hang on to. But as it is, 12 songs, well, and obviously minus Tides and Razor, 10 songs mm-hmm. of of with just like a kind of one note screamed vocal this yeah. you know there's no, i can only really take about four or five songs of it so an album yeah. is is too much for me uh, again not in a mean Fine. way it's just the way my preferences lie but yeah it's not going in my yeah. hall of fame rich what about you uh yeah i totally agree i think i think you're right it is a result of having a pretty strong streak recently and we've been treated to to some really strong albums Mm -hmm. that obviously at some point it wasn't going to be that anymore yep and i think that the annoying thing is i think 
if I'd actually listened to this when I heard them, yeah. I think I would have loved it. I think that would have been the perfect time because those other bands I mentioned, that's when I was listening to them. Got you. And I think if I'd actually gone, oh, I'll check them out, at that point, I would have loved it and yeah. then it, I would have moved on and, and that would have been that. Yeah. But I'm glad I finally got around to listening to I them. I was going to say, like, it's cool. You know, part of this podcast is literally for that. So I'm glad you finally got to listen to them. Yes, it's, it's nice. And also, also because they're a smaller band, it's really nice to be able to, like, spotlight them and, and get them, uh, you know, talk about them and for us both to listen to them when we'd, we'd never, well, you'd never even heard of them. No, yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, I, I do agree. It's uh, It's got a sound that I would have liked eight years ago I would have loved eight years ago but it's not for me anymore because yeah I think melody is is too important for me it certainly is point. yeah I mean you're um, right so yeah it's... so no it's, it's not on my hall of fame okay but uh, but we have to still pick three songs for the playlist so we do what have you picked Rich well I mean I'm pretty sure <laughs> we're, we're just getting one song in there <laughs> okay. um, I picked Flood the System because probably because it's the opening track so it just like has it feels to me like it sort of hits really hard because yeah. it's the opening track. Then I picked the Burning Suns because it's got a bit of melody in the sort of bridgy bits and yeah. it's it's got some cool stuff. Uh, and then obviously I picked Razor because it's the best song on the album. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. All right, what have you picked? I have picked. Uh, I mean you you guessed it earlier on, but I picked. Uh, I am the curse. I am the cure. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, somewhat obviously, I picked Razor and I picked Tides because I think those two, as with yeah. uh, the Enter Shikari factor, the songs that sound least like the songs yeah. are the ones that I am drawn towards. I was really, I think I really wanted to pick Tides as well. I just felt sort of weird picking Razor and Tides because I didn't want to be like, I don't know. Yeah, I I did think about putting it in there, but I don't know. I didn't want to pick both of them. I see. Okay, so... Yeah, so similarly to Enter Shikari with Adieu going in from yeah. this album, all we're having in is Razor. So if, if you hear this out, this band on our playlist, it will be absolutely no indication of what the band sound like. <laughs> yeah, but if you listen to this episode you, uh, and then only listen to Razor, you'll be like, what the fuck are they talking about? You might have an enjoyably depressing three minutes if you, you listen. sure will. <laughs> so now we get on to our favourite part. Yes, we probably do, don't we? Yeah. We're going to pick the song for next week. Rich, do you think it's going to be less than 80? No. I agree. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Are you ready for this? I'm ready, yeah. I am generating. <laughs> what was it? 81. <laughs> 88. 80. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it might as well be. Okay, sort of mid-alphabet. Oh, interesting. Uh-oh. We're going to be listening to Meshuggah. Holy shit! And their album, Obzen. Oh my God, all right. Christ. So. So there you go. Okay, cool. I don't really know anything about Meshuggah apart from the fact that they're supposedly just like lots of like jin 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 Yeah, I think they're like the most band in the world. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, that's the episode. Well, we talked about that for a lot longer than I thought we would. What time is it? How long have we been to recording? An hour and 40. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, fuck, it's 10 past nine. All right. Uh, Rich, how can people... I thought we would burn through that. So did I. Um, so how can people find us, Rich? People can find us on an email, uh, which is chewthemetal at gmail.com, and you can email us to tell us your thoughts on this episode, any other episodes, or future episodes. My friend John got in touch this week, again, not following strict formatting and not sending us an actual email, so I don't John! even know if we should really... If, if we should really uh, take his thoughts into consideration but he has sent us an album request to talk oh, about at some okay. point 
Okay. Which I've forgotten the name of, so I <laughs> He would like us to talk about the album. Fuck, where is it? Um, <laughs> Who's that by? <laughs> he would like us to talk about the album The Real Thing by Faith No More. Oh, okay. I've never listened to Faith No More. Um, yeah, I, I know the song Epic. Yes. Uh, but I think that's the only song I know by Faith No More. Mm, me too. So yeah, so he, he would like us to chuck that on the playlist. Okay. Uh, not on the playlist, on the uh, on the spreadsheet and hopefully we'll get to it at some point. Yeah, sure. Um, Let's do it. But if you'd like to be more official and, and better <laughs> than John, then you can send it in an email format rather than just by uh, by vocalising. Uh, anyway, you can also Instagram and tweet us at Chew the Metal. Follow us on there for all our updates and social and stuff. And then also whatever podcast app you're using, like us, subscribe us, rate us, review us, and all the all the verbs that you can do on there. Yes, do it. Yes, um, and support the artists um, if you are intrigued by this album, or if you if you listen to it and you find that you do love his voice, which sadly we didn't. Then you can still buy the album, even though they are disbanded. They'll still get the money from album sales. So sure will. go do that if you would like to. Cool. Okay. Well, we're going to go listen to Obzen with a capital Z <laughs> by Meshuggah for a week, and we will see you then. Bye. Um, I imagine so. In at the deep end are a Nottingham-based label. Got you. So I don't know if Gallows are from Nottingham. I think, no, Gallows aren't the label gallows are the manager i don't know they where am i going with this this can just leave <laughs> this can go <laughs> i was enjoying that it would take the power back <laughs>